It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J and I both really big fans of this gentleman. He plays Ruxin on the amazing television show called The League. He also has his own show called The Kroll Show. It comes out on DVD today, seasons one and two, and you can pick up an album. Yes, an album called Kroll Show for the record. It also out in stores today. He's on the phone with us right now. His name is Nick Kroll. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Very good. Busy day. Thank you for spending some time on our stupid radio show. We appreciate it, dude. Oh, there's nothing stupid about your radio show. <laughs> only, only something stupid about your guest. <laughs> well, man, uh, it's a big day for you. Uh, seasons one and two of the Kroll Show finally out on DVD, and then an album to go along with it. Uh, a bit overwhelming, or is it a day of pride for you? Oh, it's a day, a day of great pride. It's like um, it's like the day your kids graduate high school and hopefully leave your house and never come back again. <laughs> Probably, I would say, you know, it's great to see the Crow show on TV, but, I mean, the DVD chock full of all kinds of stuff and, and a lot of it uh, uncensored, which I think has probably got a lot of different material than you might might have seen on TV. Yeah, there's there's some uh, there's a bunch of deleted scenes, a bunch of stuff that was a little too crazy to be on the show, um, as well as, like, a, like, karaoke versions of all of the songs. Literally, like, you know how you go to karaoke and there's, like, Weird uh, Asian people walking around in a sunset while the sun while the song is playing. We made those um, karaoke videos for all of the songs on the show. So all of that stuff's on the DVD, um, and you can also buy the album if you want to have it. You know, to, to listen to those songs and and a bunch of deleted scenes and uh, a bunch of audio commentary, director's commentary on 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 like you know a ton of the episodes. Now, Nick, when, when you started to come up with some of these characters and, and were prepared for the show, did you know it was going to have such a musical influence and you were going to do so many songs and maybe one day there would be a record, or was it organic as the show came along? There, I would say definitively there was not my, that was not my thinking because I know how very little musical talent I have, <laughs> and I know I'm sure you have people come on and modestly talk about, oh, I can barely act, I can't believe they let me do this project. Um... I will say, like, I'm, you know, I'm passable as a comedian. I am horrible as a singer. I have no musical ability at all. So, no, it was not the intention. But as we built the show and came up with characters and different bits, it just became a natural, it became a natural fit to, to, to make some music and, and, and also then, you know, make an album and, 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 and make some music videos and all that kind of jazz. During the uh, the making of the show, uh, how much time are you sitting in a makeup chair? Because you go all out on all these characters. Um, it really depends on the day, but it's you know it can really uh, it, it it can you know for like the hardest one is is Liz. Uh, me and Jenny Slate play, play publicists uh, with a reality show called Publicity, and both of our names are Liz. Um, and being a, dressing up as a woman is the most exhausting. <laughs> time-consuming thing that I've ever done um, doing sketch comedy. So uh, shout-out to the ladies there, uh, considering they have to do it every day. Granted, they don't have to shave their face, uh, hopefully, uh, but it just it takes its toll on you. Yeah, it's impressive because you're a hairy dude. Oh, I'm very hairy, very, very hairy, and I want all the ladies in Boise to know that. <laughs> You know, uh, some of these characters that you've done have been around for a while. Is it like uh, uh, picking a favorite kid? Do you have one that you enjoy doing more than the others? Uh, you know, I don't. It, it, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it really is whatever the character that I'm doing at that at that moment. Um, 
and it's it's really true. It's it's um, you know I, I if if I'm doing like a character like uh, Caesar who's a toilet baby, uh, who's now grown up and has an infected lip ring and is sort of a teenager. There's, it's, he's really wild and fun. If I'm doing Rich Dix with uh, my buddy John Daly, uh, you know, I get to play like a really spoiled, druggy kind of um, guy who has no priorities. Uh, or I'm playing Oh Hello with John Mulaney. They're these like old, weird New York guys who uh, prank people with too much tuna. Uh, whatever one I'm doing at that moment really is the most fun one to do, and it's it's a it's a real it's a, it's it, it's for someone like me with sort of a schizophrenic mind. It really makes it fun. You know, uh, the DVD uh, for the uh, Kroll Show, Seasons 1 and 2, prepares us for Season 3 and the final season. Is that give you an opportunity, I guess, to really go all out and, and leave nothing uh, left to, to hide there on Season 3? Yeah, exactly. I think we really were able to, you know, we didn't, we didn't conceive of Season 3 as it was going to be the last season. It just happened that as we were kind of figuring out the stories we wanted to do, um, that we just you know, naturally felt like we were concluding these stories, which led me to the decision to end the show. Um, and uh, it really was part, it was really a, a factor of, of, um, of, of feeling like we tied up a lot of the stuff. And, and the beauty of it is sometimes when people try to tie up a show and they have to do it themselves and they know it's coming, then there's so much pressure on it. Um, in our case, we weren't, you know, we didn't, it wasn't like we set out to uh, tie the show up nicely in a clean bow, and, and I think that gave us the freedom to just sort of naturally tell the different stories. Talking to a Nick Kroll, uh, season one and two of The Kroll Show comes out on DVD today. You can pick up the album today as well called Kroll Show for the record if you would like. Uh, Nick, one of the cool things that I like about watching the show is all the, the guest stars that pop up in it. Uh, I imagine that's pretty cool for you, but does it lead to like logistical nightmares behind the scenes, the scheduling and all this other happy horse crap? Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it, and it doesn't. Like, you know, it, it, what's amazing is the people who are the regulars on the show the people who I've been using a lot, you know, working with since season one, like John Mulaney and John Daly and Jenny Slate and Chelsea Peretti and Jason Manzukis have all become busier and busier as the as the years have gone on. So it becomes a little more complicated where it's like, oh, we've you know, Chelsea's now on Brooklyn Nine Nine, so we can only use her for a certain amount of days. And Mulaney was getting ready to make uh, was in the middle of her making uh, his show, Mulaney on Fox or. Jenny Slate has her show on FX and also, you know, is doing movies and running around. So it, it caused a little more of us to plan ahead so that we could figure out um, how we were going to get everybody um, maximize their time. So it just it, it just caused it it forces you to really plan everything out, knowing like, all right, we've got Jenny this week, we've got Malini for these three days, um, you know, we've got uh, Chelsea now, Manzukis is around for a little bit, or being like, all right, we've got Seth Rogen for two hours on this day, what can we get with him? So you just have to plan it out and then, but it, sometimes those kind of constraints can lead to uh, a little bit better material. You know, you talked a little bit ago about tying things up and uh, news making its way around about uh, season seven being the final season of the league, uh, a show that you're a huge part of. Um, you know, I'm devastated. I'm devastated, Ruxin. Well, if you're talking to Ruxin, then I would, I would tell that Ruxin would say something like, Cry me a river, dude. <laughs> um, uh, but he, if you're talking to Nick Kroll, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. I'm devastated, too. It's been such a fun, amazing show to work on. 
uh, and it's been it's such a good group of people. Um, but it, and it's and it's you know it's like I feel like we've grown with fantasy football, um, and and we've been able to been able to ride such an amazing kind of portion of American culture in in that. You know, when we started, I barely knew anybody playing fantasy football, uh, and now it feels like everyone I know is. So we got to grow with it, and, and it's been really amazing that people have taken to the show the way they have. You know, the cool thing is it's created a vernacular uh, that, that, that I don't remember since probably Seinfeld, where you have terms like fear boner, vinegar strokes, Eskimo brother, and forever unclean, uh, terms that, that a lot of myself and my friends use on a daily basis. I'm 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 glad and sad to hear that. <laughs> uh, if only you knew the truth, Nick. But uh, hey, man, thank you for the time. Check out uh, the Kroll Show. It's on Comedy Central. Season three fires up in January. Uh, DVD is out today. Plus, the record uh, for the record Kroll Show is out as well. Uh, thank you, Nick. We appreciate your time, man. Thank you, guys.